LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty a resource to equip and encourage leaders to make disciples who make disciple makers. I'm your host, Chris Swain, here with Robbie Gallaty, the pastor of Long Hollow Baptist Church, founder and president of Replicate Ministries. Today on the podcast, we are here with one special guest and Pastor Robbie. Thank you. <laughs> Today's... I'm back. Actually. Today, that's right. Every week, every week. Uh, today's special guest is Candy Gallaty. So, hey, hey. you know, you know who this is. Um, we well, maybe they don't know who this. Maybe is. you don't know who it is. I don't. Th- I think some people. Why don't, don't you know. introduce our yes, special introduce guest? Introduce me. Well, according to Candy's new book, <laughs> she's a pastor's wife, a mother of two precious boys, a speaker, a writer, devoted to making disciples and creating a passion for women who love God's word, and she couldn't do any of this without the loving support of her husband. Oh. She didn't put that. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I want to clarify the precious precious boys. Yes. Yes. (laughs) They are so Well, precious is uh, a loose term we use. (laughs) They are. Relative to how they are. I know them. I like them. Yeah. Oh, they're great boys. They're rambunctious like me. They're they're, they're exactly boy. like their father, and that's that's a price that we have to true. pay when we have kids. My mom's loving every minute of it. <laughs> so why do we have Candy on today? Both Pastor and Candy, both Robbie and Candy, have a book coming out uh, February 14th, 15th. 15th. February 15th. I keep thinking Valentine's Day. <laughs> I know. If you are married, I know. it's well, Valentine's Day. It would have been awesome. We both got Valentine's a book. Day. I mean, Golly. so why didn't we think that through? But anyway, February 15th, 2019 mm-hmm. is the release date of Disciple Her by Candy Gallaty and Here and Now by Robbie Gallaty. Yes. Uh, we, we have something going on in the back of the studio over here. Maybe a little these fight we're trying to heavy. break up. No, these books are heavy. Um, so we've got both of these coming out and we won't, we can't say that we're going to have some kind of... Uh, uh, you know, a running tally as to who's doing better. Why not? Well, do you want to do that? Are you no, really? No, I do not <laughs> want to do that at all. Do not want to do that at all. Mainly because you would be embarrassed, I think. But yeah. I, ultimately, well, they've already told me at Lifeway, you just need to be prepared that women buy way more books than men. That's right. And uh, it's they're, not they're, that your book's not good, Pastor. Okay, thanks. is that what they prefaced everything with? <laughs> no, probably not. But but the reality is, let's be honest. How many disciple making books are there? out there for how to take women from the beginning of a group, actually pre-group into the group, through the group to replicate the group and to use, you ready for this? The textbook, which is the word of God. Amen. How many, how many books do you know out there like that, Chris? Specifically for women. How to books. I don't know many, maybe any. I don't know. I know of one disciple her. Now, yeah, but here's the thing. I I know a lot of women out there are disciple makers, and I know a lot of women would say the word's important, and a lot of women have written about the the qualities and the attributes of the word. But but an actual how-to book on how to do this, not just philosophical, not just theoretical, but a how-to book, I think this is a book in a class by itself. Absolutely. So let's ask Candy then. Yes. She's here. Why did you write Disciple Her? It's a good question. Um, I have not given her any of these questions. They're all off the cuff. Here's the thing she's got to work on. This is one of her first official interviews. The way we do stuff on this podcast. 
because she always, which is a good thing, when you ask her a question, she always says, "That's a good question." Yes, that's a good question. That's but a when great, you're on an interview, wait, wait, wait. where have I learned questions. that from? You learned that from me. So exactly. I had exactly, exactly. So I had to undo what I taught you. Right, that, that's bad <laughs> discipleship. Actually, well, here's the thing: on our podcast, we very rarely do any preparation. Never. We, we never have a do. topic, and we know where, where we want to go. But I mean, the fun part is just figuring out how to get there. So, Candy, why yes. did you write Disciple Her? Well. I wrote Disciple Her, one, because the Lord really just put it on my heart, but I would go and I would teach at conferences and trainings and our blueprints, and often everybody would come up to me afterwards and ask me if I had it in written form. Like, do you have a pamphlet? Do you have handouts? Do you have... And after asking me that a few different times, I thought, you know, maybe I should write some of this down. Maybe you should outside of my PowerPoint, you know? Yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, that's how the book was birthed really. And so I just took a a few years to write everything I could possibly think of Mm. as far as the practicalness of discipleship. So this is everything. This is like the full-blown toolkit it's for like, women's discipleship. It should yes. be called and the Disciple Her Toolkit. Yeah, well, nobody's going to see that's a yeah. man's title. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Women are not doing much <laughs> no, toolkits. No, right. yeah, what I envision for the book is that it would be a manual of sorts that people yeah. could pick up over and over again and reference it and re-reference it right. as they're going through their own process. Right. And, and I, I noticed the subtitle, and I want to ask a question about that. It has some great alliteration, but I know specifically you've talked about this before. So let people know why you like to talk about the word, the work, and the wonder of God and how that ties into discipleship. Yeah. So I always say you draw from three sources when you're investing in women. You're drawing from the word of God, like what you know of it and what Mm -hmm. you're going to continue to know of it as you go through the process. You're drawing from your life experience, the work that he's done in your life. Um, He's obviously going to continue to do work. So it's it's an ongoing learning process. Okay. So you're learning from the word knowledge, wisdom, and truth. And then you learn to live it out through the work that he does in your life. Great. And then all of that is happening and you're depending on the Holy Spirit that is inside of you. So the so wonder of the God. The wonder of God gotcha. is the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us. Nice. So that is the synopsis of Disciple Her. That's the basic. Uh, so not that, again, we're not pitting these books against each other. Right. Both are different topics. Right. Um, but at the same time, I do want to know a little bit about Here and Now. Why uh, did you write Here and Now? Okay. And why is it called Here and Now? Um. Because that that uh, well, the title is a play. You were about on, to say that's a good question, Mark. <laughs> no, it was not. No, it was not. <laughs> that's actually that wasn't no, that great. No, it was question. Not. It wasn't a great question. That's the, if it was a good question, I would have said that. Easy question. It was it an easy question. Like you wanted to say. <laughs> no, that's I was trying to decide where. I, <laughs> how do you take a book of uh, two hundred and thirty pages and answer one question? Okay, the idea of the book is most people think their Christian life is this one-time decision that they make. Uh, when they are six or seven or eight to follow mm-hmm. Christ. And whatever they do at that point is optional. Uh, if they serve the Lord, it's optional. If they follow Jesus, it's optional. They read their Bible, who cares? They engage in discipleship. That's an option no one chooses. And so what we've been taught most of our life, and those who are listening would say the same thing, you've been taught, this is what you, you've been saved from, right. but not many people know what they're saved for, hmm. okay? And I believe this has, this has had a crippling effect on the church particularly many people in our congregations today because they haven't been taught that the kingdom of heaven is not just some future place we go to in the abyss, kind of like a spiritual Disney world one day, but it's an actual power 
and the presence of God as we live and thrive in the kingdom. You ready for it? Here and now. Yeah, exactly. So I like that. So ultimately, you're talking about, you know, when you talk about Christianity right now, a lot of us would say there's a lot of consumerism in Christianity. We, we try to, our churches are kind of built around the idea of, hey, how do we get you in the door, consume a one-hour service, yeah. uh, listen to some worship, hear a good message, maybe you give, maybe you pray, maybe you make a decision, you go home, we'll see you next week. Yeah, um, I, I'm not saying that's how our church is, but I think that's how a lot of churches have been set up. How do we make it easy for people to get here and easy for them to plug in and be part of our church without too much uh, downside? Yeah, the end goal is let's get them saved and let's get right. them in the baptismal waters and we high five them, we exactly. celebrate, we send numbers to the convention and we pat them on the back and we never see them again. I really think my book here and now dovetails into Candy's book or, or Candy's book dovetails from my book. Here's why. Because my book is giving you j- just kind of this tension of yeah. we got to do something different because just just uh, saying a prayer and repeating after me, mm-hmm. saying aha at the right place is yeah. not what Jesus envisioned for salvation. Candy's book basically takes that idea of living in the kingdom and then how to flesh that out through discipleship, which I yeah. think discipleship is kingdom it's living. the outflow yeah. of the day-to-day of the here and now. Yeah. And so there is a connection between these two when you look at what the path, the scripture's calling us to do to live as kingdom citizens and then what that looks like day to day as a disciple of Christ. So can you tell us what is, uh, I know how to use the word and the work of Christ, but what is the wonder of God to invest she told in us that women? Uh, tell us a little bit about the wonder. <laughs> I want to hear more. I want to hear us. more about the wonder. The, the wonder is the Holy Spirit, or you could say the witness. Okay. The Holy Spirit go. living inside of us. So that's what we're, we're constantly drawing from to be able to, and depending on the Holy Spirit to be able to make disciples and be a disciple ourselves. Mm. Sounds like Second Timothy 2, 1. Very biblical. You, therefore, sounding. my child, be strengthened in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you've heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, trust and trust the faithful man. Here, here's what's interesting about Paul in Second Timothy 2, 2. We always go to verse 2, Dylan. Right. We always go to, and what you've heard from me in the presence of many witnesses. But we forget Paul prefaces that with before you go out and make disciples be strengthened by the Holy Spirit because mm-hmm. you can't do any of this in That's your right. own power. Empowered by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Now I've tried to make disciples in my own power before. How'd it, that turn out? It didn't work so well, right? <laughs> Can you tell us what's well, it's uh, a constant matter of prayer? Too. Well, a question I, w- I would love to know is this is your first book. What was the most difficult part of writing this book? Mm. Oh gosh. Um, wow. There's the a lot of a lot of difficult, difficult parts, maybe, but what that's a good most, question. What is the most difficult part of putting this thing together? Wow, I would say maybe the editing process. Yeah, like after the fact and just kind of going over it and fine tuning, mm-hmm. and that was probably the most. Did you get any tips difficult. from a uh, pastor has written several books? This is what which book is this? Your eighth, ninth, tenth book? If you ask Alexa, he's written twenty two. <laughs> So that's counting all the foundations. Not that my voice do that all the time. Let's just say, Alexa, who is Robbie Gallaty? And she says, Robbie Gallaty is the author of 22 books. That's not technically right, though. That's if you take all versions of foundations. That's all versions of foundations, all versions of New Testament. The voice said, Alexa, who is Candy Gallaty? Hmm, I do not know that. 
Wow. Yet, yet, that. Yet, 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 yeah. So if, like here's say, a tip. Okay, here's a tip I told Candy. This is the tip you gave Candy. It's a so pro tip a, for anybody you're listening. If a burgeoning author, yes, is burgeoning get, a good word there? Yeah, that's no, good. If you're a burgeoning author yeah. and you wanted to write a book. I like that. That's tips look at from you. Dr. Robbie Gallaty. Well, here's a good tip on writing, okay? And I've told Candy this too, and Candy learned this, and I would agree with Candy. The hardest part of writing any book, Dr. Finney, is what? Andrew Finney's in the room with us. Always. He's always in the He's always in the room. Dr. He Finney. Uh, he gives us insight of wisdom when we get too carried away. Well, he's a master of the staff, administration, and finances here at Long Hollow. And he's got us. a pretty strong beard game going on. He does. He does. Focus. Yes. Focusing and editing. Editing is, in my opinion, writing the, the most laborious part yeah. of, of writing. But here's the thing. What I tell people is this. I learned this secret years ago, and I'll give this one away, and you don't even have to purchase the book because I'm going to give it to you. Uh-oh. The book was called The Accidental Genius. Really? Read this book years ago. For don't writing? know the author. Yeah, for writing. Accidental Genius. You ready for this? Basically, what he said is this. The problem when people write a book is the internal editor in their head. The internal editor likes to edit on the fly. So if you've ever tried to write a book, I don't know if Dylan, you tried to write, you write, you've written papers before. So you sit down to write your paper and then what you do is you write a line and you say, ah, that's no good, <laughs> delete. You write a paragraph, you read it back, you say, ah, didn't want to say that, delete. Can you know, control A, <laughs> you know, delete. <laughs> That's, probably, that's, a, that's, an, that's an old typewriter. For those who don't know what that is, that's a typewriter. So what happens is the accidental genius said, what you have to do is sit down, turn off the internal editor and just write without editing and then start editing later. And I, I, I shared some of this with Candy too. I said, just write and you'll spend a lot of time editing right, later, carving but just write and just kind of let, as the Lord would lead, let it kind of flow uh, to the paper. Before, and I find some of the best work comes that way. Before we move on to the next question, we need to take a brief break to talk about something very important. Have you been looking for a way to train your church to make disciples? Our team here at Replicate, Robbie Gallaty, Candy Gallaty, Tim LaFleur, Gus Hernandez, and myself, Chris Swain, have put together a digital discipleship blueprint. We've taken our live event that thousands have attended, thousands have been impacted by, and we've put it together so that you can get it and watch from the comfort of your own church and show this to your people and use it as a training tool. You will learn how to plan, formulate, and develop a disciple-making culture in your church and its ministries. You can check it out at replicate.org slash buy blueprint, B-U-Y blueprint, replicate.org slash buy blueprint. If you'd like to check out the digital discipleship blueprint. And now we're back with Candy Gallaty and Candy is, and, and Pastor Robbie Gallaty, he just gave us a great tip on writing. Now that you've written your first book, it's done, it's published. I'm holding it in my hand, a physical copy. How does it feel to have your first book, like to look at it and say, man, this is X number of years of work, obviously mm. multiple years of discipleship that you've distilled down to this this book. Yeah. Um, what, what is it like to have a book that you've written in your hands? Um, it's kind of surreal. Like, yeah. It's just blows my mind, really. You can't, and, and so ultimately, when you get this book out there, your your hope is because you've talked about you know what it is. It's kind of a uh, a, a toolkit for disciple making, is what the guys would like to say. Ladies would probably not like to hear that, but ultimately, you're what helping. About a craft with, kit? Could we say a craft, a craft kit? kit? No, no, yeah. we can't. Not, really a <laughs> not a craft. Not a craft. I will say that when I wrote this, the, I wrote it the way I learn, which is really step by step. Gotcha. And so. 
that's how I've laid out the book. It's really kind of a step-by-step. This is where you need to start. We're going to start with prayer, obviously. And then after you pray, what do you need to be doing? Or even while you're praying, what should you be doing? So it it goes step-by-step all the way through do I replicate? How do I replicate? Should I replicate? What if someone doesn't need to replicate? It yeah. goes through the whole. All the questions are process. answered, and yes, all and so. So if you don't want a step by step guide on how to right. start a group, lead a group, reproduce a group, this is not the book for but you. But if you do want a step by step guide, this is the this book is for it. you, which so, I think everybody a lot does. Of ex- my own experiences that are, yeah. you know, intertwined. Candy's with really that. good at uh, personal stories and uh, household illustrations. Oh, that uh, there's just an endless supply at our house. I was so, gonna say, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. got a whole other book of illustrations. I mean, she's got farming illustrations in there. She's got <laughs> uh, you know kid illustrations in there. Parenting. D-group illustrations. Parenting illustrations. So we have a book that has been out for a while called, called what? Growing Up. Growing Up. Yeah. I was hoping you would guess correctly. Growing Up, yeah. We've, we've had- Which we have, is the one that kind of started the whole- Right. And so Growing Up movement. kind of outlines discipleship to some extent. What would you say, Candy, are the differences between Disciple Her and Growing Up? What would you say about it? You've read yeah. both of these books. What would you say are the differences between? Well, let's start with candy. Let's start with candy, what but then I let's. Think, I yeah. want to hear both of your. What answers. do you think? Okay. I know what the differences are. I would say I think a lot of principles in growing up are intertwined in my book. Yeah. But I really think growing up nails down, obviously, that closer relationship that you have with the Lord. Right. But those spiritual disciplines mm. um, needed in one's life to be a disciple and to make disciples. Gotcha. So. My book is how do I do those things practically with for myself and other people. Gotcha. Pastor, what would your answer to that question be? Uh, I would say growing up, yeah, I mean, the, the closer acronym in growing up is helpful for the person who's growing in their relationship with Christ. So what I tell people is growing up is the book we use in the discipleship group. Right. Disciple Her would be a book you use kind of 30,000 foot as an overview gotcha. of how to lead okay. and disciple the discipleship group. Um, I, I would say disciple her would be more for leaders and people wanting to start D groups where growing up would be more for the actual meeting time. Okay. Gotcha. Now disciple her could be used with staff, uh, with D group leaders, with uh, people who want to lead D groups. So I, I, I'm I don't, really excited about women's ministry that gets a hold of this book and implement and hearing the stories that we know we're going to hear from ladies who've gotten this and they just thought, wow, this is going to really help our ministry. Well, here's what we're hoping. Here's what, what I'm hoping secretly uh, praying through this. My prayer is that women's ministers, women's leaders in churches would would take this book and redesign how they do women's ministry. Because yeah. if we're going to speak candidly, which mm-hmm. we do on this podcast, uh, most women's ministry ministries are are two to three humped camels okay here's what i mean you have the spring fling right you have the fall retreat and you have the women's event now, that could be end of the year or beginning of year yeah okay and it's basically women's ministry sadly has been reduced to let's see how we can get more people from this event to the next hump in the three-year hump for the year right so when you go to the spring fling you invite them to the next big event at the church right. and what happens is we grade success in women's ministry by how many more we had year over year from last year yeah 
and here's what happens. Numbers are very deceiving because you can have more people this year than last year, and you could have less mature people this year from last year because you haven't grown the people deep. The women are just surface level, a mile wide, and they're not very deep in the word. So this, we hope, will move women's ministry from event-driven programs to disciple-driven ministry where you focus on the individual's growth and not the church's numeric growth, if that makes sense. And I would say, too, if I can real quick, that, you know, I, even if like, if you're a pastor's wife, I think it's a good book to read because- I talk in there about leveraging your influence. Yeah. You know, if you're a women's minister, if you're a life group leader, if you're whatever it is and whatever role you're playing um, or that you live out, mm-hmm. you could read it and glean something that yeah. I think would help you in your in your ministry and in your area of influence. Sure. And so if you're leading a group, I definitely think it's a, it's a good read for you. And then I think as you go through with your group, when it gets time for them to start thinking about replicating, mm. to read this in the group together and discuss yeah. it could be very helpful sure. in someone replicating out of your group and starting their own. Nice. I, and I, I think that practical application is going to be the difference maker. Candy, what is your takeaway from here and now? I'm assuming you've read it. Maybe mm. like some of us, you've read it a few times. Uh, no. No. Maybe you've done some editing. No. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I haven't read it yet. The However, problem is we have written these books simul we probably won't do this ever again. Yeah. We wrote the we wrote books simultaneously. We had the same deadlines and they're gonna launch the same day. I know. This is bad. There That's were great. weekends in the Galilee home literally where we were under the dead the deadline right, right. where Candy was on one couch, I was yeah, on the yeah. other couch <laughs> with computers open, and we were literally trying to hit the deadline with multiple hour days editing. So I now, I now, will say I read some of her book as right. I kind of speed read through books. Right. But uh, I'm going to go back and read the You're entire book. In its enjoy it but I, as I, I will, it was intended. I will say I have read some of the book. It's really good. But I will say about here and now, I obviously think I've heard a lot of what is in it because sure. we talk about this, but it has made me read the Gospels differently. Hmm. And as I've been going through the New Testament plan, I have been underlying all uh, underlining the different times I see hmm. um the kingdom of heaven has drawn near or the kingdom of heaven is upon you, you know? And so it's definitely making me take notice of that more and realizing that that was not just intended for when we get to heaven one day, right? but it is happening. Yeah. You'll never, yeah. The the whole premise of the book is I'm trying to pre-program your thinking to see the kingdom as a present reality, not a future place only. And you'll never read, including me. I mean, I'm reading now uh, yeah. the Bible again this way. I will say this. I would encourage people, if you're a man listening um, and and you have a, a wife in ministry or whether you're it's a pastor's wife or just you have a wife who wants to grow in her faith, I would say every pastor minister should buy disciple her for their wife. Absolutely. Because I think every woman will benefit from growing in their faith. My wife leads a discipleship group. She's been through one of Candy's discipleship groups. And I want her to have it. So Andrew, is Audrey buying this book for herself? Her husband's probably buying it. Her husband's <laughs> buying it for her. Okay. Andrew's getting it for his wife as well. I think it's what we got out of that. <laughs> no, we, I'm sending I'm sending Audrey. Oh, actually, Audrey and Melissa may get a copy. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Well, I do want to point out that as a member of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network, we want to talk about some of our friends today at the Established Church Podcast with Micah Freeze. 
Sam Rayner, and Josh King. Check out their podcast. You're going to enjoy it. They talk about churches, which are established, meaning 10 years or older. Is that what it is? Which is a crazy metric. So if you plant a church 10 years uh, You're no or longer older, church plant. No longer don't, church be, plant. don't be saying, hey, wow. our church plant start. No, it's established now. Nice. And you need to move ahead with these leaders who can help you each week talk about how their established church is growing and thriving. Check it out when you get a chance at Established Church Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty. If you don't mind, take a moment to subscribe and share the podcast. You can find out more about disciple making, resources related to disciple making, and our customized training on our website at replicate.org.